0: This episode is recorded at Rock Money Media in Covina, California. Hey, what's up? Have you been in a car accident and it's not your fault? Or maybe it is your fault. It really doesn't matter. All that matters is you hit up CCLA Motors. CCLA Motors, the best body shop. iCar Gold certified. I said iCar Gold certified. They work with all insurance companies. So don't be afraid of the insurance. They will work with their insurance. Also free 24 24- hour towing. So don't be stuck on the road. They got you. They'll pick you up and take you to their body shop. Free 24-hour towing. Located in San Gabriel Valley, LA area. Inland Empire in Orange County. 14340 Arrow Highway, Ball Park, California. Remember, you get in a car accident, hit up CC Alley Motors. Hey, are you the market for a brand new car? But you don't want an ordinary car, you want that exotic car. Hit up the Car Plug. The Car Plug is a Premier Auto Consultant. Wow, that sounds really professional. A Premier Auto Consultant. They'll sell you a car, and not will they only sell you a car, they'll buy your old car, and they even buy off leases. You're not stuck in that lease. They will buy off your lease and put you in a brand new exotic car, the most exotic cars in one parking lot. Hit up the car plug, Premier Auto Consultants. This episode is brought to you by Apish, premium cannabis brand. Follow them on Instagram at apish underscore og. Website www.apish.com. Let's go, apeshit. Welcome back, welcome back. We got a special episode today. You guys know I'm not one to have guests anymore. Now the Street Scholar thing, Rocky Nash is more of me, ranting, venting, lecturing, a lot of yelling these days. But today, I've been trying to get this guy on this show for a few years now, ever since I started Street Scholars. I want this guy. I think his story not only is it familiar with our culture but it's a unique story and how this guy overcame all those obstacles and when i say obstacles you don't know why i said that you don't you don't know why like i look at this man right now and i go how could you be so normal like how could you just be like it just the things he's been through and things he's seen a lot of people can't can't live a normal life after these things and he grew up, I grew up with this guy. And I'll say it like, he's literally a neighborhood legend. This guy's a neighborhood legend. So vicious. So into like the gang world. His own homies are scared to kick it with this individual. And he looks at me like I get it. He's like, nah, bro. Like, bro. like people are scared of you. <laughs> like, they don't want nothing to do with you on that part. Like this guy doesn't mess around. Oh, I got Reggie, um, Sleepy. I call him Sleepy, Sleeps. Um, his name is Reggie. And this guy is man, I'm just I'm I'm excited for him to tell his story right now. I think I wouldn't say a lot of people could relate. I'm not gonna say that. A lot of people can't relate. A lot of people think they can relate. A lot of people could say, Yeah, I'm a gang banger. I live that gang life, but no, like not like this. Definitely not like this. This is more like of a movie. Of how this how this guy grew up, so say what's up, Reggie to everybody. I don't know if you want to call you Reggie or Sleepy. I never really call you Reggie. I always call you Sleepy. What do you want to be well, called?
1: I'm still Sleepy. Yeah. But I go by you know obviously my name is Reggie. <clears throat> I feel like to call myself Sleepy is still being a juvenile. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I prefer Reggie. I I can't picture myself introducing myself to people as Sleepy anymore. Like, back in the day, I don't know if you remember, I think you used to do stuff, too, like write rhymes and all that stuff. I used to do it, too. So when I was locked up, I'd write raps, and it was all about gangbanging. I never knew you you wrote raps. I wrote. I had, like, 60-something raps. Wow. Like, songs, complete songs that I wrote. I sent them to my cousin. And then um, the reason I sent them to him, because, like, all the stuff I was writing about, I didn't believe in that stuff anymore. I felt like it was just, um, like, me, like, What's it called? Uh, I didn't want to glorify that lifestyle anymore. As I was getting older, as I was changing my views and stuff, uh-huh. I felt like to glorify that, I'll be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was changing the way I felt about it. So I didn't want to write the raps anymore. So I know that my cousin and certain homies, they still had that belief. So I gave it to them. Do what you want with it. You could rap, you know, do whatever. Yeah. But I, I still am sleepy. I mean, I never sold out. I never like... You know, I just I just live a different life now. So for me to introduce myself, I always just do it as Reggie. That's my name. My my real name is Reginald.
0: <laughs> <So> let's take him <laughs> so Reggie. So let's take him back, cause I, was, I mean, without we're not gonna give so much details on certain stories. I mean, you guys you can put together yourselves. Um, but this guy was a very active gang banger in the '90s. wasn't afraid to shoot. Like this guy, like he just it is what it is.
1: You had to back then in the 90s. Like, Cowboys, like it, the Indians, right? Yeah, like if, if you didn't have a gun on you, yeah, chances are you weren't gonna make it. How normal? And a lot of people didn't make it.
0: How normal was it to have a have a gun in the 90s?
1: I had two. It was part all of your. I oh, had two all the time.
0: Would you say it's almost part of your outfit? Yeah, it really was. And when you didn't have a gun, you just felt naked almost.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: And I was telling people that before, like my brother you know my brother like yeah. he'll come home and it was so active back in those days especially where we lived at he'll come home i just got in a shootout right now it was so normal for him to say i just dumped on some foods i did this i did that and it was all right cool it go back to bed normal. it was so normal we're like hey my brother came home today go hey fool, i just i just lit some foods up be like what the fuck like uh-huh. what'd you do like it was by the 90s it was just normal bro i just got shot at yeah. Like okay cool Especially where we were at Right Because yeah. there was like um,
1: It was such a small area And mm-hmm. there was so many gang members From all over Yes Like different places and shit yeah. There was at least Maybe what like Three or four In a small little neighborhood Small neighborhood Your neighbors Next door neighbors Literally were fucking The enemy
0: My, uh, my amiga, um There was three on the street That I lived on so yeah. Me just getting the mail right across the street, right across the street, right? It, it was an enemy, literally across yeah, the street. Yeah, so, yeah. he went, his homie's over, and we're it was, it was, just, it was literally when I say across the street, I mean across the street, yeah. That's how that's how small of a community it was. Like, if I want to um, ride it to get a Pepsi, like, there's a chance. I, there's a chance I'm gonna get shot at. Isn't
1: that crazy though? Because like you knew like your enemy's first and last name. You knew where they we lived. We used to spend night at each sisters. other's house.
0: We used to spend night at each other's house as little kids. Cause we're in the same little league, same football. Yeah. We went to the same school, same teachers. Um, so we knew each other and it, it kind of started off where, you know, they got in this gang and and you know, we did our thing. And then it, it, it didn't get too serious until somebody died. Yeah. And it was when somebody died, then oh. Like, this is really happening. Yeah. And there's no going back after that. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back because you did do a lot of time, straight time. Not like a lot of people do like 20 years, but it's four here. I mean, it's still a lot of time.
1: I think that's what actually caused me to go through that change is because um, as a juvenile, I did a lot of time too. I was like most likely one of the few homies. I think we had a couple yeah. that were going to juvenile hall or, or camps or something like that but i was constantly back and forth in juvenile juvenile hall placements and i didn't learn my lesson so once i did that long stretch like it still took a while don't get me wrong but that's when i really realized that once i had freedom again i, I wasn't going to sacrifice you're not it. going back no i used to tell people like they would they would say hey we'll see you you know when i was getting closer to getting out They'll say, "Oh, we'll see you in a couple months, or you'll be back." And, so you're you know still
0: I mean? a teenager, and um, back back in those days, a lot of us, it was a thing where we would rob houses. That was especially for our hood, our clique. All we did was come up on pads. That was a thing for us. Um, we'll get to your story how you did get busted and you did get a lot of time. You, you were. Um, me to tell it. I would love for you to tell it. So um, if you could, I, I'm pretty sure this this paid over your head over and over. You know. Um, how, so what happened?
1: So back in the day, all the homies, like he said, we used to break into houses. I, d- I don't know why we did that. Like, I started breaking into houses when I was like five or six years
0: old. And you weren't poor. We weren't poor people.
1: No, we weren't poor. Like, yeah. the, the area, you know, like, we didn't always have food in the fridge or whatever. But that was just something that my cousin's dad, you know, rest in peace, he taught us to do that. When I was five years old, he would take us to go steal purses. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if, you know, to support whatever habit he was mm-hmm. you know. But we'd go steal purses and then next thing you know we we're breaking into our friends' houses. We lived in some apartments in San Gabriel and we'll break into all our friends' houses. But I didn't even know any better. Yeah. We'd just steal toys. We didn't even like steal anything else. We'd steal toys or make phone calls to W W F like to try to call fucking um Hulk Hogan. Oh,
0: yeah. Just to hear him
1: talk, we thought that that was actually Hulk Hogan. And this is so normal line.
0: for you to do this as a kid.
1: Yeah, and we'd just you know, go through the window, break that, break into the houses. And then we didn't really do it again. When we moved to Southridge, um, we actually went to court. Me and two of my cousins were breaking into someone's house that my other cousin knew, and um, we stole all the video games. Nintendo. Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, yeah, Zelda. All, all those games. Yeah. And then I guess they freaking somehow found out and they came to our house and they took us to court for it and they beat it the judge looked at us we were like nine years old
0: oh nine
1: yeah jeez. and the judge was like oh what the fuck you guys are pressing charges on these little ass kids and stuff like you know they basically slapped our wrists and yeah. let us go and that was it but um yeah so what happened was there was a we used to have like little competitions there was like a handful of us and We'd go like two, three deep in cars and stuff, and we'll go one way, they'll go another Mm -hmm. way. And we'll just try to see who comes up the most, you know? And it was honestly like a shopping spree to us. When we go break into a house, we'd, you know, one person in one room, another person in another room, and I would always go. And you're competitive. For the master bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Flip the mattresses and look for whatever we could find. And mainly what I was trying to find was guns, guns, guns and gold. That was pretty much all I was trying to find. No
0: more video games.
1: No more video games. We yeah. we grew up out of that. Because
0: at this time you were 16, 17. Or...
1: I was at this time. I was 17 years okay. old. But I was on the run. I had escaped from a placement from juvenile. So I went to a juvenile system. It was called, uh, what was it, St. Catharines. I escaped from that place. The homies picked me up. I was living with the homies. So I couldn't get a job, obviously. I was going to be 18 maybe like four or five months or something like that. So my plan was just to stay out as long as I can, maybe turn 18, and then they'll forget. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought yeah. they would forget about it, and they'll just let me go, you know? So I was living with the homies, and the way we made money was coming up on houses. we yeah. just go to like the rich areas, break into the houses, get whatever we could find. And we had a couple people that would buy all the stuff from us. Mm-hmm. So we'll make money. I bought like a couple little cars for doing shit like that, you know? So um, me and a couple of the homies, we went one way. And then, you know, the, there was three other homies. They went another way. And uh, we went to this one house and we were, you know, knocking on the door. Someone happened to be there. And one of the homies was like, let's rob it. Because we had did like a, you know, home invasion before. yeah. And we thought that that was like a, a easier way to find everything that we could find. In the house We just break in He's gonna ask him Yeah where's everything at You know So this was a, like A nice little area And we broke in We just knocked on the door And then pushed <clears throat> our way in <clears throat> Didn't tie the person up Or nothing like that There was no um, No type of crazy was stuff it of a, was, a, was it more Was it an
0: elderly person Or What was yeah. the age of that person it was, it was, older person i don't want to say oh the okay, age. yeah okay yeah yeah
1: i'm not proud of what i did oh, of course by, not by yeah. any means yes. you know i was a little kid but and then uh you know i was i was 17 i had one of the my crime was 13 it's
0: 13 my That's, son's gonna be 13 bro yeah wow. imagine that and then the I other, can't. My other
1: crimey was 16 so i, I was the bad guy of, the, Cause of you're the older kid. one right? Everybody. i was the older one yeah and even though you're still a kid though yeah, I was still a kid. I was doing like methamphetamines at this time, acid, PCP, a PCP. Lot. Yeah. I was trying different. I mean, I wasn't like regularly using them.
0: Our hood was big on Sherman Dust.
1: Yeah, we were doing a lot of bad yeah. stuff, and everybody was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just me, you know. Yeah. Everybody was doing bad stuff, and like you said, I was competitive, so I was always the one trying to do the
0: most. Yeah, you're and still I, competitive to this day.
1: To this day, but I, I, I try to compete in different ways. Yeah. Probably. So, anyways, we went in and um. We were in there for like maybe ten, fifteen minutes and I guess a cop lived across the street. I didn't even know. I had a gun on me. And um so he he had, I guess he seen like one of the crimes was in the front and he was parked in front of the garage and, you know, having a shaved head in a nice area with yeah. a bucket. Red like flag. A, yeah, big time red flag. He came, he looked and he went inside, he grabbed his gun, put on you know, I don't know if he put on his bulletproof vest or whatever. And then he came over and knocked on the door. And I was in there when he knocked on the door so it freaked me out. I thought it was the other little homie in the car. And then uh I go and I look through the peephole and I see this man, you know, older man and you know, he must have been like early thirties. Okay. Maybe, you know, somewhere around there. But I just looked at him, I looked by the by his hand, you know, by his by his hip and he had a gun on him. So I panicked. Was well, the door locked the door was locked okay. and I I had actually put the gun to the door because I was thinking to shoot him through the door, Jeez. but I have never, I had never like point blank shot. I've shot at many people. Yeah. I've heard bullets, all that stuff, but I never point blank shot somebody before. So I, I hesitated because I was just like, damn, you know, I'm about to shoot this dude. I don't even know who he is. So I didn't. Yeah. And I just like put the gun down and I was looking through the people. And then next thing you know, he takes off running. And what happened was we had a the person in the room and when we heard the door like me and the the homie that was with me when we heard someone knock on the door we went out into the living room and then that person shut the door locked the door raised the blinds and started banging on the window oh. to get his attention and it was facing the door yeah so he seen and then he was like oh shit and he went to the front and he put the other little homie at gunpoint and told him freeze so he had his hands up. And he and had this a, is the 13-year-old? No, the one that was in the car was was my age. Okay. But the 13-year-old was in with me. The 13-year-old, believe it or not, and we both know who he is, and yeah. he's still around to yeah. this day. And if he hears this, he's he'll, gonna pro- hear he'll probably laugh yeah. and, and think like, oh, shit. But he was actually the one that instigated this whole thing. He as was, far
0: as what? As far as
1: like, let's do this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, because we had did it before, me, him, and his brother and like we you know being young it wasn't like a lot of money in today's standards especially like you know money isn't like a thousand dollars these days yeah. is nothing yeah but back then when you're 16 17 13 and you have a thousand dollars in your pocket winning you're balling yeah right like everybody like indoor swamping let's go let's go yeah, <laughs> right. let's go. yeah. yeah. so um he had experienced that before with me and his brother one time and Mm -hmm. he was just like let's do it let's do it again like he was all pumped up and he he was at like he reminded me of the way i think that i was when i was younger but just like wanting to be the downest one and i I don't know if it was because he was so young and he wanted to oppress the older homies or because he had an older brother or whatever he was 13 years old he was 13 years old but he was a down ass little fool right yeah so he was the one in the car or in the pad with me okay so once um the person shut the door locked it and the cop ran into the front and he put the 17 year old he put him at you know gunpoint told him freeze everything else i was like running back and forth in circles in the house with a the little homie and we're trying to figure out what to do because the car that was in the front it was a car i bought from another homie and um from his dad so I didn't know if it was registered in my name yet because he was supposed to register it in my name but I don't know if it was registered or not yet but I was thinking in the back of my head what if it is I can't just leave the car there yeah. and then at the same time my homie's in the car so I can't just leave him there I, I was the only one that had the gun so we were running me and the other homie were running
0: in circles just in kind the of house panicky. just trying to
1: figure out what to do because yeah. we, we seen a cop with a gun and we didn't know it was a cop but we knew that he well, had a th- gun. At this point you still didn't know it was a cop and we believed it was a cop because the person said, "Don't do this." The cop lives across the street. Oh, wow! Yeah, so we went to the back door, and I remember we were about to open the back door and take off running, and then I was like, "We can't. We have to go to the front because the homies in the front." So we went to the garage. So you're you're, was, you're
0: being a good friend because you did not want to leave anybody behind, kind of. Like I didn't want to leave some soldier shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to leave them behind because like. He was like a really good friend of mine. Yeah. I've I known him since probably ninth grade or whatever. We played baseball together, everything yeah. else. I just felt like that would be fucked up to leave him. And then also I knew that leaving him, I would get caught because my car was there. Yeah. So anyway, so I told the little homie, let's go through the garage. So we walked to the garage. And at this point, we had like the, there was a car in the garage and we had it loaded up with stuff. Then we This happened to be a, a, a house that didn't have shit. It had like you said, it was an the uh, person. It, it had the, like an old VCR, old God, telephone, yeah, wine, back come up wine bottles. <laughs> yeah, the back come up. <laughs> yeah, but we were taking all that stuff anyways, you know. Yeah. But anyways, we had the car loaded up with all this stuff, and we were about to take it. So <clears throat> we went. And we opened up the garage, and this garage rolled up. So it was like raising straight up, yeah. like vertically. It yeah. wasn't like just flipped open. And um, it took. It seemed like it took forever for that garage to open. And it was like, automatic yeah okay i I think knowing this what there was a cop out there in the front like made the time drag so slow because when we pressed the button i was standing in the garage i had next to the car we were gonna take i had a a gun in my at my side and i was just like looking at the garage opening anticipating what what i was gonna see yeah and as it started opening i did start seeing the the legs the feet yeah i mean the feet the legs the freaking waist and everything else and then i seen the gun and i seen him standing there and he said he looked at me and he said freeze police drop the gun and i was like just stuck like a deer in the headlights and then my other little homie like we looked at each other and um our cars like were parked i had a car in the driveway was parked back to back with the car in the garage so once the garage opened there was like three feet maybe three and a half feet of space between the cars and um, the little homie ran and I ran and I ran into the garage deeper and he ran between like the cars and ducked down. And I ran in front of the car parked in the garage next to the, the wall yeah. of the house. And I just ducked down right there and I was just, um, you know, just thinking all these thoughts because at this time I was um, facing, I think, nine years of juvenile time because of the placement I escaped so. from. I escaped like with nine years of YA time I was supposed to do. So I escaped knowing this and I knew if I got busted I'll I'll go down for nine years. And back then, you know, YA was like pretty much like you ain't you ain't gonna get out. Like I if heard. you're in YA at this time and you're a gang member, even if you get, you know, nine years you might pick up another case. Like you're going to do the whole time there Because you're going to be fighting left and right You're going to have to stab people It was just like a, a whole different
0: They says gladiator school
1: Big time yeah So I knew I was going to go there Because I had several chan- chances already So back then you know I, I did You know three what Was it like three months in juvenile hall one time Six months another time Like seven months another time And every single time I, I couldn't fucking stay for that long I was just like escaping and I was like, if I can't fucking do three months, six months, like there's no way I could do nine years. So to me, it felt like a lifetime I would have
0: to do. So this is all going through your head? <clears> this this is all your going whole situation. through my head,
1: yeah. So I was like ducked down. And I was thinking of this shit wow. like fuck. And then I had a girlfriend at the time like all sprung on her. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Like I yeah. was thinking about, you know, losing her and then just like losing my life at the same time. I was only 17 years old. So I was just, I didn't know what to do. So I was thinking the only option I had was to just shoot my way out of it. Jeez. Yeah. And I I was like either, like, I've been in that situation before, so it wasn't that scary for me because, like I said, I've been shot at. I shot at people. So I was always, like, thinking shoot first to get away. I was never thinking I'm going to get shot. I was just thinking I could get out of this. You know what I mean? So while I was, like, thinking all this stuff, I just decided – I needed to find out where the the cop was, and I kind of like peeked through the windows of the cars, and I seen him. And he, you know, he had he was in front of my car, using it as a shield in the driveway, and he was just like looking into the garage and pointing his weapon, and he was just looking around for me, and he couldn't see me, so I just kind of like squatted up real quick, like a little jump squat kind of, okay. and I just shot twice at him, and then I ducked down, took cover, and I just heard like you know. Boom, 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 boom. all these like oh, he, he unloaded just unloaded he just way. unloaded all these bullets me, I mean i could hear things like you know hitting the walls what's
0: well, going through your head when, the, when you're hearing these things
1: i was thinking like fuck like you know no turning back now i was just fucking trying to crawl through the ground almost just to get cover. like i just didn't want to get shot that's all i was thinking like fuck this dude's gonna shoot me that's a cop out there they're trained for this you know yes. i wasn't trained for this so I, I had i had like my legs sticking out by the tires and i was trying to like make it so you know he can't go under the car and shoot me so i was just trying to protect myself and then you know a moment later the bullets stopped like i didn't hear any more bullets so he must have been out but i didn't know i wasn't thinking this and then i just like i peeked from the side of the car to see if i could see him i didn't see nothing it was just like a quick you know peek and then I, i reached my hand out of the side of the car and i fired a couple more times you know and then I didn't hear nothing come back. So I was like, shit, did I get him? Like, what's going on? So I peeked my head out again and I didn't see him. And then I, I waited a little bit and I peeked again and then I seen him running across the street. So I jumped up and um, I ran to where the car was. And by this time the car was started. My other little homie was there. He was in the back seat and the doors were open. And um, I just took aim at him. And I just emptied my clip and I was I seen him running across the street and like How was, many rounds is that was your clip? It was seven rounds. So I shot twice the first time. So you I have five shot. left. I have four left. All oh, four left. Uh three left. Okay. Three left. And um it was just a three eighty. But I, I took aim and I shot and like I think it was the second shot I hit him and he was zigzagging and like it, it kinda of flung him forward like two, three feet to where it looked like like he tripped almost. But his back like you know moved in one direction to where like i knew that i got him right on the back and then he stumbled up to his driveway went in front of his car which was like a bronco excuse me and then um he just sat there i just was staring at him and i had another clip too so i was trying to get it loaded up again
0: oh you had one more than one clip
1: yeah i always had it i always had extra oh, you i always had extra clips. fucking guy yeah and then the little homie was in the passenger seat the one that was there at gunpoint that didn't go in with us i was telling him like where's the other the other clip like give me the the extra clip load up the gun and i threw the gun at him and he was like where like he was like panicking Panicking, you know and the the other homie was in the back seat and he was down like just telling him stay down stay down and uh Fuck. My like homie, my homie in the front seat was like digging through the glove compartment, throwing everything out. And I, you know, after we left, I never found the extra clip. I don't know what happened to it, but it was in the glove. But box. you would have,
0: let's say, you found the clip, you would have finished it off. I would, yeah,
1: I would have kept shooting at him. I don't, I don't know why that was going through my head to do that. Like I don't know, I don't know why I was taking aim at him. Like when I think back about yeah. it now, at this stage in my life, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, you know, try to take the guy out or just try to get away. But at this point Like I was trying to hit him Yeah You know what I mean he like did get him I, Yeah uh, But I was trying to take him out Like I was aiming Like I I was squatted down I had my eye on the sights And I was like You know Following his path And trying to Shoot him
0: Like to kill him Ew, you know? there, there was no warning shots With the, you. You are going for it The target
1: Yeah Cause I felt like If I was gonna do life Then you know Might yeah. as well You know what I mean Like that was just the way I thought like If I'm gonna do life over this yeah. I might as well make it worth it
0: So you didn't find the clip i didn't find and then the you end up escaping well yeah but
1: not without almost getting shot in the process uh-huh. so what happened was like while well, well me and my homie were struggling and he was he was in there like panicking and trying to find the clip i was just watching i didn't keep my eyes off that the cop and um finally he loaded up another clip and he just turned and i had like one foot this is like something that that how the only reason i'm like you know, telling the details about this is because this is is one of the things that helped me in like, you know, changing, developing more as a person or as a man and knowing what I wanted to do if I ever had the chance at freedom again. I knew that, you know, I was going to take it. I wasn't going to go backwards and shit because Mm -hmm. like there was so many signs I felt like I should have been dead. You know, a lot of different things that happened in my life that I shouldn't even be here. So to get this extra chance
0: there's a reason for it you know what i mean and you're not finding that clip was a blessing disguise
1: yeah so the cop he turned and started firing a a whole nother clip at me and like right when i seen him turn i dove into the car and right when i dove like the windshield shattered right where i was at so the bullet just like i seen it as i was falling i seen the bullet
0: just and now he's shooting to kill now and now, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: he's he's shooting to kill. He's aiming, and um I close the door, and I'm just in there. I put it in drive, and I'm like, I'm using like my left hand, my left leg. I'm like laying down almost in the middle of the of the Fuck. car, and I'm just pressing the gas pedal like with my left leg. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm like all leaned over underneath the yeah. the windshield, and he's just firing, boom, 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 and uh Somehow I managed to turn the car around like to do a U-turn. I pressed on the gas and I, I got to the street and I was like barely peeking over the windshield so I knew where I was going. And it almost felt like that Terminator movie where the cops just running after the the car just shooting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Adam when they're yeah. in the truck. That's what it felt like. Like that's what he was doing. Like he was just. Doom, 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 but now he's mad. Yeah, and he's like running in our direction and shooting. So that's why I said I don't know if he was wearing a vest or not because when I hit him, it was e- even the little homie was like, "You got him! You got him!" You he, know, was like all he was like happy. Yeah, he was happy too. The I'm talking about the 13 yeah, year yeah, old. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was like happy, and um, then shit. we got away. You know, like we we hit the the first the street light. We made a ride, and then we just took off. And I was running lights like like in the back of my mind, I was like, "Is this guy still chasing us?" Like I was running red lights three blocks away thinking that he was still on us you yeah, know yeah, what I mean yeah. like bringing attention to ourselves smashing the car into dips and stuff to where the car barely drove when we got back it kept turning off it was overheating we had to like stop like but um yeah it, it was crazy because back then like after we got away and we were on the freeway we were all laughing about it we were just like, like ah that was crazy you know just like laughing like what did we find out about this shit. story? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And and we and like back then, like you didn't think nobody was gonna tell on you, yeah. Or you know what I mean, like you trusted your friends like one hundred percent.
0: So it was no, it was no big deal to brag about that stuff to yeah. your friends. Yeah, and, you think 'cause they're from the same hood, they're not gonna tell on you or anything like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: like that that they love you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was uh that was pretty much what happened. And three days later, well, the the very first day, actually, I was on the phone with one of my friends and um. He told me that they knew it was me. So I was like, already knew I was screwed. I'm like, fuck. Like, I got the nine years of juvenile time.
0: How they Hawaii. know is you, you think, from the, the car?
1: Well, I found out how they knew because the car, they, you know, got the plate somehow. And then they, they went to the place I bought it from and they arrested my friend that they, they pretty much pinned him as a suspect. Oh. And then to get out of it, he said it wasn't him, it was me.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking to. Too. But I want to get more into his story. We are not need to say names. Uh, yeah, on I, I, that, I, but, of yeah. course, of course not. <laughs> but I want to take a small commercial break. And this story is just starting, guys. It's wow. I mean, wow, or not because I always knew this story, but not detail And you painted it. I really never wild. wanted to.
1: Before we go, I never wanted to tell this story, just because I don't know how I felt about it. I've changed so so much along the way, you yeah. know. But I'm I'm glad that I am telling it. we
0: we'll be right back. I know a lot of people are entrepreneurs these days and that's a good thing but to get your business right you need merchandise you need promo you need stickers you need t-shirt you need hats keychains etc etc don't do by yourself because you are not alone hit up snap express snap express will take care of you for all your needs and they'll even help you with ideas as far as designs and anything you can think of they got you hit up snap express they got your back all right all right we are back so you heard the story and I mean, it should be a book or a movie because this is like the way you painted the picture and the details and everything with it. Like I, I felt like everybody listening in the car, the gym, the cubicle at work. I felt like everybody was just there with you. I felt I was there with you and it was just like it's in wild because a lot of people tell these stories. Um,
1: Certain things like that, you, you don't ever forget.
0: I it couldn't it feels
1: like um, I was there, like I could replay it, like I could I could picture it as it's happening like if it was happening
0: so um your friend who died he he was your friend obviously told on you and what's the next day because obviously you you go on the run or you turn yourself in what goes in with that
1: it's kind of crazy because um i still had talked to that guy after because i didn't want to believe it you know what i mean i didn't want to believe that he had told and i remember seeing him i was going to court like i went to juvenile hall when this happened i was still a kid so They had me in maximum security, and
0: do they arrest you or are you turning yourself in?
1: No, they arrested me. I was actually with my girlfriend, Uh, her mom, and my mom conspired, believe it or not. And I was real angry with my mom. I'm not anymore, but at the time, I felt betrayed because, you know, somehow I convinced my girlfriend's mom to get us a hotel room because she took us. She took me and her to San Diego to talk to a lawyer because my girlfriend uh, got arrested they raided her house looking for me oh. and um her mom like panicked i don't know what she thought her daughter was pregnant or something and then she took me to San Diego to talk to a lawyer and when the lawyer was telling me that just for shooting at a cop i could get life and then all the other stuff on top of it i was like fuck cuz she was trying to my girlfriend's mom was trying to convince me to turn myself in And I was like, no, I'm not going to turn myself in. Then when I talked to the lawyer, I was like, no, definitely not going to turn myself in. So on the way home from San Diego, I was talking to the mom and, you know, the mom was telling me, you know, what if she's pregnant and all this stuff? Like, don't you want, you know, your kid to have a dad like you shot at a cop, like they're going to kill you and all this other stuff. And I was just like. You know, not really hearing it, but I, you know, I told her, can you please get us a room? It might be the last time I get to see her. You know, like if they, if they arrest me, like I'm never going to see her. And she did. So she got us a room. And then, like, somehow I don't, I don't know what happened because I was on the run. I was living with the homies. I wasn't even going home. So I didn't talk to my mom back then. You know, they had pagers. So my mom somehow got it, got a hold of my pager number. And, um, I don't know, she got a hold of my my girlfriend's mom somehow and they conspired that the best thing to do for me was to turn me in. So when I was at the hotel room, I was laying down and I had my girlfriend and she was laying down with me and uh, it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock or something like that and I just heard a knock on the door and I'm like, the fuck's knocking on the door Like we're at a hotel room in Ontario Like who's knocking on the door No one even knows we're here Yeah And I was already planning on Like running away And going to Colorado Because we had a couple homies out there I don't know if you remember Yeah That were in Colorado And my cousin was the one that told me Like you know Go out there You can lay low out there and shit So that's what I was gonna do And then when I heard the knock on the door My girlfriend went to go answer Or look through the the window Mm -hmm. And she seen it was her mom and it was so dark, like she, there was another person. She opened the door, her mom came in, and another person came in. And then when she walked into the light, I seen it, it was my mom. So I was like, what the
0: fuck? So in this time frame, you got betrayed by not only a, a friend, <clears throat> you thought, but now a family member, you feel me? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I forgot to say this like earlier. like um, They had raided five houses looking for me within a couple of hours after that had happened. Based on, um, they first went to the homie's house, the uh, ex-homie, went to his house, raided his house, found out who I was, and then ra- raided five houses after that.
0: Yeah, they'll burn their city down to find you if you shoot at a cop. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I was in Riverside, and they raided uh, the house I was at, and believe it or not, I got away. I was there, oh, and uh, there was like four homies or five homies there, and we were all kicking it, drinking. I wasn't drinking. I was the only one that was sober But everybody else was drunk Like I'm talking like Fucking falling over drunk almost And I was just trying to stay collected Because I didn't You know I knew that this was serious And I had already been In and out of Juvenile Hall So I was just like Fuck man Like Trying to think of what my moves Were going to be And um, When uh, I was looking out the window And the homies were out there And then I just seen a bunch of Like smash units roll up And they had their lights Their flashlights And they just jumped out Smash
0: is a gang unit In San Bernardino County guys Right Yeah
1: um, I don't even know if they were called smash to be honest But there's like the undercover fucking cop yeah. cars And they fucking um, They rolled up so deep Sorry to be cussing I don't, I don't know no, you're I haven't, fine. haven't learned how not to cuss yet Although I do <laughs> want to stop cussing But uh <laughs> So all the homies were like Hey what the fuck And they, they were like throwing signs at the cops and shit Like all fuck. The, They were all drunk oh acting stupid God. and shit Yeah and I just slammed the door and I was like, fuck, like the rating. And then yeah. my crimey was with me, not the 13 year old. The, the other, other one, one was with me yeah. at this house. And I was trying to like snap him too, you know, because he was playing video games. He was all drunk. And I'm like, hey, like the rating, let's go, let's go. And uh, so I ended up getting him. I had to put his shoes on, tie his shoes, everything else. And my mom had called me before this had happened. So I think that's how they raided the house. And she was like, begging me and pleading me to turn myself in and she was just saying that the cops were were like telling her if she doesn't get me to turn myself in that chances are they were going to kill me yeah they said they considered me armed and dangerous and my mom was christian you know like she was really like struggling with all the stuff i was doing as a kid she was just going back and forth with what to do as a mom like how to help me and she just she was out of answers like i was running away all the time And, um, so I, I didn't want to hang up the phone. My mom was probably my own fault, but it's cause it was hard to, for me to hear my mom crying, you know, and she was just telling me, what are you, what are you doing with the gun? Why the hell are you, they said you shot a cop and what's going on with you? Like, and I'm like, it's not true. Like whatever they're saying, it's not true. And she's just like, come home then. And I'm like, I'm not going to go home. Like they're going to arrest me. And she's like, well, I'll go with you. I'll wait with you. And you know, like. So she was just telling me, please, like begging me because it she thought that they were going to kill me. So now, like looking back at it, I understand her fear Yeah, was I was going to get killed and I was so young and like I was her first, you know, son. So <clears throat> that was like her motivation behind it. But, yeah, it definitely in the beginning when I seen her walk into that room, I was really uh, hurt uh, I even cussed at her I think I, I don't remember if I said like F you Or whatever it was but I was so mad That they did that You know like and my girlfriend's mom too I was just like fuck like how how Could you guys do this shit I was standing there And my mom she, I looked at my mom and she was like Reggie that's it it's over And I'm like what do you mean it's over And she's like the cops are outside It's over you need to turn yourself in And I'm like turn myself in fuck that and i started putting on my shoes i was like, i'm gonna run right now like i was yeah. like you, you know i ain't gonna fucking turn myself in so she like ran outside and said my son's gonna run please don't wow. kill him don't kill him and they ran in they ran in and they're just fucking freeze and they had me at gunpoint there's nothing i could yeah. do and they just like started searching all my stuff looking for the gun i had already gotten rid of it yeah patting me down they let me take a picture. With Me of my girlfriend, they did, <laughs> yeah. That was it. They <laughs> let me say goodbye. You still they have let... that picture? No, no, oh, hell no. <laughs> I think I burnt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing, but um, yeah, she'll probably hear that too. But, anyways, yeah, so they let me say my goodbye to her, I hugged her, and then they took me to juvenile hall. And then the homies were there already. It was crazy. Oh, they got arrested, they got arrested, and uh, both of them actually. I think one was in Riverside, still pending transfer to San Bernardino, and the other one was already there, and they took us to the the jail, and when I came in, the cop was like, you know, had the cuffs on super tight, like I couldn't even move my wrists, and then I was like, take these off, I was cussing, and then I heard the little homie say, sleeps, (laughs) Yeah. and I was like, you know, what's up, I already knew who it was and shit, you know what I mean, and then uh, it was just funny. I just remember I was in the cop car, and, like, he'll he'll probably hear this, too. But I always had love for him like a brother. And I just remember I always remembered how down he was as a kid. And, like, now he's living a normal life. He's doing good, and I'm proud of him. That's good. But um, back then I just remember looking at because he's my little brother's age. I have a little brother that's the same age. And, like, I'd, I never wanted my brother to follow in my footsteps or anything like that. And I remember when they were taking, you know, they took me to the cop car. We were going to go to Juvenile Hall. And then they brought the little homie, the 13-year-old, out. And i just seen him. And he was cuffed up. And he was walking by. And he was staring at the cop car I was in. And I was staring at him. And he just had this big smile on his face. Like, he didn't even realize what we were in for. And he was just, like, nodding his head, smiling like like we accomplished something, you know? And really? Was, yeah. And I was just thinking in my head, like, fuck. I didn't know He only ended up getting Like two years Oh okay But I didn't know Like what we were gonna get I knew that I was facing Pretty much all day So To me it was like My world was ending And uh, I was just thinking Maybe his was ending too And he just didn't realize it And it made me feel bad Cause he was oh. so young It made me think like Of my little brother And shit like that You know But um Yeah So I went to juvenile Then for my 18th birthday I went to county And then Started my prison time so
0: when you're going to um you're fighting this were you fighting or you just took a deal right away
1: well my intent was to fight uh-huh. so what at, was your lawyer saying at first i was in juvenile hall remember this yeah. so my lawyer was telling me I, that i could probably get like three to four years in in ya which i like looking back at it i'm like why would he even say that you know for shooting at a cop and doing a yeah. home invasion but i was a minor yeah so i believed them at the time i was like fuck like even then it's not bad at but all. yeah at all but even then i was like fuck three or four years i'm gonna have to go three to four years so it was still a long time for me but um i had to go through this it's called being fit or unfit for juvenile juvenile hall yeah for the juvenile court system or whatever and they had my mom there and they were talking about all my priors and everything else and they found me unfit so once they found me unfit i would have to go to the county jail they would shackle me up with the
0: adults and then we'll go to court and no he was on um, we'll show a picture on instagram um you're a skinny like kid at 17 right yeah when people and, see
1: that picture of me you didn't see the picture
0: like, on instagram man um, he was a skinny guy with some grown-ass men in county i, was
1: a, I officially weighed 123 pounds <sighs> when i got arrested
0: 123? 123 123 yeah, <laughs> fuck, bro. That's crazy, right. right? So, um, when you go to county, is it a whole different ball game, like a different picture? Well, it's a,
1: it's an eye opener. Okay. Number one, because yeah. I mean, I I've been in in and out of juvenile hall, but you're dealing with kids. Yeah. But When you come across, like you you already know we yeah. were the older homies for yeah. our hood, right? So we it's, didn't it's even
0: we were older homies that sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have like no older homies. We had so. no guidance.
1: Yeah. None and when when you see all these older you know dudes tatted down coming into the bus or into the county jail in the cages and you see them all and they're Sleepy looking were at the you were
0: the first one to get the hood tatted on him yeah you're the first one to get it on you yeah i remember that was a big deal for everybody yeah it was a mouse and now it was a like,
1: milestone for a hood and now the stomach is pretty much commonplace it's yeah, for, for, for everyone everybody to get yeah. It, yeah but um yeah i definitely like all these older homies would come in and they'll see me in the cage because they, they used to put us minors in the cages okay not not because we did anything wrong but just because they had to by law for because, protection yeah because we were kids and they were adults so they had to separate us but they'll be like what's up little homie what you what you in here for dog or yeah what'd you do and i'll tell them i oh, shot a cop you know thinking by i'm prideful, all, like yeah, hell pride yeah pride yeah what's prideful, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it was definitely an eye opener because I'm like fuck, like I didn't know what I was facing. I just knew that it was something serious, you know. Yeah. And finally, I I went to court. I went to like a couple courts, and then I was trying to see. I, I didn't couldn't afford a an attorney, so I just had to take what they gave me. Uh, and um,
0: he a was pub, t- public pr- on pretender. They call P- it public pretender.
1: Yeah. And he was telling me that I was I was facing life. He was like, look, man, you're going to get. So your heart dropped? Are you kinda yeah, mean? I don't remember if he said 33 or 38 to life. But he said, if you don't take, he's all, I got a deal for you. Okay. If you don't take this deal, then you're going to get life. And at this time, when he had told me, I was like, it was a shock to me. And I said, what's the deal? And he said, 16 years.
0: At this time, you, st- you still thought maybe that three to four years was still an option or no? you got denied when right? they
1: found me uh, unfit?
0: Yeah, I knew that wasn't an okay. option.
1: And then I was in maximum security. Everybody that was in the unit with me in juvenile hall yeah. was all facing life. life.
0: Was anybody in county? Because you know, people, everybody in county thinks they know the the law pretty good. The, yeah. Was anybody, hey, hey homie, just take that deal or you don't go to the box with it?
1: Everybody was telling me don't take the deal. Okay, they said if you if you take uh if you don't take the deal, they'll they'll lower it. And then you'll get a better deal the next time. But that's your life you're
0: playing with off their word. Yeah.
1: So to me, when like I I wanted to do that, but when my lawyer who was supposedly supposed to help me, I know he's a public pretender, Yeah. but at the same time I was thinking like, you know, maybe he's looking at me. I'm a kid. I don't, I don't really, I was naive, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought he's genuinely trying to help me. I know that if I was ever in that situation to, you know, defend somebody, I would try to do it legit. I wouldn't play games with it, you know? So when he said, "If you don't take this 16-year deal, you're gonna get life," it was a scary thing for me. And I remember, so picture this: I I went to a court and it was, I think, me and one other homie from juvenile hall that went to this court, and um, the bus was like filled with inmates going to this court. And then he told me this was my deal, and I was like, "Fuck! Like that's a long ass time." I was 17; I had to do 16 years. So I was like, "God damn! Like I don't, I don't know." if I could do this. So I was just like, fuck, can I think about it? And he's like, no, we need to know now. If right you, there. Yeah. Right then and there. He's like, if you don't, if you don't sign, you're going to get life. Like I'm, I'm trying to advise you like to sign. That's a lot of pressure. It is. And, um, I said, can I at least talk to my mom about it? And he said, you can't talk to nobody. The best we could do is you could go sit in the holding cell and think about it. So I went to the How holding cell. How long was cell. the holding cell? Did you I mean? was, I was there for like two hours. I pray? prayed Yeah, yeah pray? I prayed about it I was like man Like I mean I Back then like none of my prayers Were answered yeah. I, I, would, I would like to say That they're answered now But back then Like none of my prayers Were being answered And I, I didn't know what to do But I just remember Praying about it I was just like man You felt all alone in the cell Yeah I was in the Holding cell by myself I was laying down I was just like You know Pretty much just Dear God Please please Don't let it be this Like let Let there be something else You know And then um, I went back. Finally, they said, we need your answer. And when I went back to the court, there was nobody else there. It's you. It was just me. All the bus left. They had to take me back in a little van, like the whole bus. All the inmates had already finished their proceedings and shit. And they all left. And I said, fuck it, I'll I'll do it. So I signed the deal for 16 years. And then they had told me it was going to be with two strikes after I signed.
0: They didn't tell you that before.
1: They said one strike. And then he said that I. I even asked him, "Can you lower it? Can you lower it a little bit?" You know, and then he told me, "Oh, I thought that's what it was gonna be, but it's two strikes, and so I just signed. I was like, fuck it,' like it's better than life. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: But I, I honestly didn't think I would ever make it out. Yeah. Um. Go to that because I. Um, well, take, take 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 us to. Um. You do your you're in county and then, takes to the first mm-hmm. time they actually they actually transfer you to a real prison yard. How did that feel? To prison? I, I, yeah, to or, prison. Or, oh, okay. Because like, it's a whole different game with like lifers in there, and you're like a little kid going to a, a prison. So
1: I had already went. I went from Juvenile Hall on my birthday to county jail with yeah. one other homie. And then a couple months later, they sent me to YA for no reason. It was just to go to pastime, I guess. I was there for a couple months. I came back to the county. And I was, like, doing, like, I, you know, I can't say I liked it, but, like, I was doing good in there. Like, I was, like, getting along with all the the G homies. and You know what I mean? Like, they all respected me. They all liked me. like, Like, I was under their wing. Okay. For example, you know, and then finally when I did catch the chain, I was like, shit, like, this is going down now, you know, and it wasn't that much longer. So I had got arrested in June, at the end of June, in 1996 and then by january i was on the chain going to Tatchapee. and when i went to tachapi like you know everybody was there and people were talking about oh, it was better than county prison's way better like you're gonna like it and all this other stuff so i just knew it was something i had to accept and deal with but it wasn't something i wanted to do but when i got there we actually had another homie that was there mm. and he was like his he was probably like we'll just say 13 people behind me in line because our numbers are almost the same. Okay. And you know, PW, right. So he was there. And, um, I remember just walking in with a bunch of people and we we're all shackled down and we we're, we're getting off the bus and we we're walking into this building and you just see like, you know, in juvenile hall, it's not like this. In county jail, it's not like this. It's a little bit, but it's not so in your face. And you see all these guards and they're mean on the bus, you know, talking shit like, know ordering you to be quiet and if you don't threatening you that they're gonna pull the bus over and fuck you up and shit like that and when we got into the into the the holding cells in there like you just see there's this catwalk and there was like two cops standing up there with mini 14s i didn't even know what kind of guns they were at the time but you could tell they're like fucking real guns you know and they're standing up there and they're just looking at you and it the way I felt was like they just wanted a reason to shoot them Was it properly. anything
0: like the movies when you get to when you get to prison or is it way different? Mm. We all seen those movies where...
1: It's not like like with the prison bars. Yeah. I would say that's probably the main difference. Like in the movies that they all are behind bars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in there, it's not like that. There's cages, like the holding cells are cages. So it's like a big giant dog kennel and everybody's sitting inside these benches inside that. Okay. And then they're solid doors or doors with holes in them. But I didn't really see that when I walked in. I just seen like everybody was serious and all the guards were there being like super, super serious with every inmate. There's no personal type of it, like, you know, being nice to you because you're a person type of thing. It's just like, no personalities. No. No. They're just like about their business, and the, their guards are walking with guns. And that was the first thing that I seen, and I'm just like, shit, like I've arrived. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is it, you know. Were it was, you intimidating? It? Like, I, mean, I know, I know you. It is you, a little intimidating because by, in your head. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, you definitely don't want to show weakness, but it is, it is like in your in your head that like if if you fuck up, you might get shot here. If you like stab somebody, or you could get stabbed. Like all those thoughts go through your mm-hmm. head because obviously like i said i was in juvenile hall just a couple months before i didn't know what prison was and like. what year all. is this right now this is uh, january of 1997 97
0: yeah and so, then you're um you're in prison to give you your cell right away or you have to go one of those big old dorms because right away you go to 3, they stripped three us yard out, right away right yeah they stripped us
1: out and I, I found out later i could have probably sued for this because a lot of people um sued and i i didn't know uh-huh. but they stripped everybody out butt naked and they made a squat and cough like all that shit there yeah but everybody was standing maybe like 30 40 people in a circle butt ass naked so it's almost like it it takes away a little bit of your humanity You're standing. never had to do that before mm-hmm. you're standing up and you know butt ass naked and everybody's just standing around bushes everywhere to yeah. your left to your right everywhere else you know in the guards are females males
0: so that's not common then
1: not anymore but back then it was like everybody went through that process in the mid 90s or yeah. whatever you know I, I think um there was a lawsuit maybe like in the early 2000s or something that people were getting money for that oh because it, they were saying it was inhumane so shoot, you you're know. so
0: you're in prison now and um right away cuz I'm, I'm assuming cuz you're a violent crime you go straight to a 3 yard or
1: no i went to i got classified like a month later uh-huh. And they sent me to a four yard. And a four I, yard right away, as a little right kid. Away, yeah.
0: And explain to people what the yard difference is. Some people probably don't even know so, what the yard difference is. So it California. starts.
1: It starts on the camp. Like uh-huh. the levels go from camp to level one to level two, level three, and level four. Level level three and four is maximum security, and then you you go to level four one eighty. Level four one at this time, they were all like you had to pretty much pick up a case or commit a crime in prison, okay. like a violent crime to go to a 180 or you had to be a shoe kick out for something you know and then the above that above the 180 is a shoe
0: so those are the most like violent criminals in prison in a four yard kind of because they even yeah. commit crime in prison
1: four yards pretty much like if you go on a to a three yard people go home yeah every day every week people go home there's people there that are you know like have a year two years they're still considered violent or maximum like yeah. whatever they get busted but they have a for, day. But they have a day, or they could have just been fucking up on level one, level two, left and right, left and right, picking up their points to get to a, a three yard, even a four yard sometimes. But yeah. usually a four yard, you you don't really see people go home that often on a four yard.
0: And you're straight to a four yard, I went so you so you so you get there. What's going like to your head? Like did, I, I did thought, you say this is home that, forever?
1: I thought I was gonna be a puppet a puppet for the big homies, pretty much. You yeah, know? like um, I walked in with a homie from Compton. And he was like, you know, mid thirties, was already considered a G, like you know, every like all tatted down, mm-hmm. and um, like mm-hmm. I, you know, we didn't know nobody back then except for like older uncles or or people that were related to homies that that were like that, you know, maybe had a couple neighbors, but there was this guy I just remember um, asking him what's his, what's it like. He was from Compton. He's a you know a good homie, yeah. and I'm like, what's it like here, you know? And he he's just like, hey dog, don't even trip, just mind your own business. And you'll be cool. You know, it's cool. You're going to like it. You're like, the homies are tight. They stick together. Yeah. Like, Don't even worry about it, you know? And I just remember looking around like, I ain't going to lie, I was still like 130 pounds. Uh-huh. So I worked out and everything like that. But, but fuck, I was in juvenile hall. I'd never been to prison before. I didn't know if they were going to try to make me stab someone. I yeah. didn't know if someone was going to maybe try to stab me. I didn't know if there was like going to be a riot tomorrow. I just I didn't know what it was like. I just knew it was a four yard and that it was going to be crazy, you know? so
0: how long i mean i talked to other homies and people that have been busted and everybody has a kind of like a different answer um even a few food a uh, few homies from our hood i'm um, never
1: gonna tell you like like uh anything fake about uh-huh. like how i felt like yeah because I, I i think it's normal you know what i mean to be yes. like a little bit nervous back then especially when you're younger you know what i mean yeah but um yeah, I won't sure I could code it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I was I was ready and
0: this, this, and that. Is right. anybody really ready for your first time, like even like in a four yard? Like, look at, bro, I only did county time, little baby, like a few months. Yeah. Even for me, like when I walked through the, the dorm for the first time and I'm in my 30s at this time, you know, I'm like. Fuck. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this? Like, on some real shit. Like, 89, like, first time in jail. Like, okay. Like, so for you, it's 10, 13 times, like, on a different level. Like, for you to go 18 years old and you're in a four yard, bro, with some grown men that ain't getting out our lifers. Like, that, I mean, I couldn't. I, nobody could imagine that, and the experience and the things that went through your head has to be like,
1: what the fuck? I I knew what I knew a little bit about what to expect because going Juvie and all that. Yeah, right? I was pretty much state raised the way I see it. Even okay. before juvenile hall, I had to go to like some fucking mental hospital for my anger and temper and yeah. stupid shit when I was younger. So I was always fucking up, running away, and everything else. But um. I definitely didn't know what prison was gonna be like, and I I was for sure nervous about it. Just mainly because I didn't understand the politics behind it. I didn't yeah. know like what to expect from it. I knew that I was solid. I'll do whatever it had to take, but I just fuck. I didn't know what to expect from it.
0: Was it was it going through your head a little bit? Like you wanted to do something to not to impress people, but like to let people know that you're not fucking around though either.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, at I. I would dress the exact same way I did when I was out. Uh-huh. You know, like my pants were like twenty sizes too big. Yeah,
0: we'll show some pictures because you still have prison on um, prison picture. Yeah. You were baggy pants in prison, right? I,
1: I wanted everybody to know like I was here with it. You're a G. You know I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't gonna be like uh, scary. Um, I would go to the day room wearing my lokes my glasses and okay Dark Lokes you Yeah, the whole uniform at night time yeah at night time you know what I mean? is that right <laughs> yeah and every I, I was just like i didn't know anybody yeah so i remember when i went to my first four yard and it was in lancaster and that was in 97 and um i was in the day room and i was like dressed all like g'd up pretty much and i was just standing by myself and i was at a table by myself and i was just looking around just minding my own business but you know trying not to to look out a place, but at the same time, just like I didn't know nobody, so I didn't really know how to go meet anybody or anything yet, you know. And they had—they actually came to me, like all the other homies came to me, and they sat me down. They're like, "Hey, come here, little homie," you know. And they're like, "What's your name? And they, like, where are you from?" and all this other stuff. But they weren't like, "Hey, homie, like trying to punk me, yeah, or yeah, like that." They were all like, "Like, what's up, little homie? What what you in here for? You know, like what what You're they all, call you? Where, are a you cop. F- where you from? <laughs> yeah. and, You're some <laughs> <there's no> soup <laughs> yeah like you need anything yeah. stuff like that And they, they sat me down and they're like hey you know don't do this don't do that like you know what i mean as long as you might looking out business, for you yeah looking out for me and once once i started seeing that i felt a lot more comfortable okay i know who to talk to now you know what i mean i knew who to kick it with now who to go to chow with now like yeah. it was a lot more i i felt like easier and from that point on i pretty much only talked to the the g homies yeah. i wasn't really like hanging out with a lot of the young younger homies and back then there was like i would say i was 18 so there was probably like maybe one or two other people that were my age on the yard and everybody else was like mid-20s on up yeah and then it changed later on as i you know towards the end of my time but at this time like i was like you know stand out one of the youngest motherfuckers there yeah you know what i mean
0: and um that's so why I wanted to ask you, uh, at what point through your term did you say, this is home and you got kind of comfortable with it, but like, this is like, you woke up, this is home. Like, did it take a couple of years? A few would say like, it took me three years to say like, I got used to it and I was, I was okay with it. At, at what time did you feel that? Was it right away? Right away. Right away.
1: Right away. I, I never got used to it. like. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I have told other people that I didn't, I didn't really think about, I knew that for me and other homies would tell me, don't think about when you're going home. Yeah. Like I wanted to max out right away because I felt like if. Maxing
0: out mean just catching in the case inside. I had
1: to do 85% of my time. So I felt like that extra 15%, I might as well get rid of that shit now and not. Really? I went through your head. Yeah. Because I knew that like to, to count on it, I was going to fuck it up anyways. Like, I was always fucking up. Yeah. I didn't know how to stay out of trouble. You know, I, I got in the fight fights in the county jail, in Tachepee, even in Lancaster, mm-hmm. um, like right away. Like I got I was getting into shit right away. And the, the homies had to tell me, like, hey, like, slow down. Like you're going too fast. Like it's not like that. Like relax, you know. Now I'll give you an example. Um, I was playing handball. One time, I didn't even know how to play handball at this time. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know how to keep telly. Telly is when you keep score, Mm -hmm. you know? I didn't know how to keep score. And like, I was like looking around, always watching the older homies, the the older homies from our area. There was a couple that were well respected there. And they, like, you know, were, were always cool with me. We'd walk the yard together. And I didn't like just sitting around on the yard playing cards or anything else. I always wanted to play basketball. You're athletic. You did sports your whole life. So I went to play handball. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go play handball. I went to go play handball and there was a paisa and another paisa that were playing, but one of the paisas was a homie. He was from eighteenth street. And then the paisa was like, you know, straight paisa, but they were like real real close, you know, and they were playing handball and they were going at it. And I was supposed to keep the score, and in there, like, if you don't keep the score, a lot of times they depend on the telly for the score to Got make you. the call, like, yeah. is it out, is it is it good, what? And I messed up a couple times. I didn't know that, yeah. like, I wasn't paying attention because I was looking around, watching my surroundings and shit, and uh, the homie was like, hey, was that out or was it in? And I'm like, uh you weren't even paying attention yeah i'm like oh shit my bad i, I didn't i didn't see and they're like oh keep, keep the tally right you know and I, yeah. I wasn't used to like someone barking at me you still I, don't like that shit. You know? i still don't like yeah. it and um so again they're like hey keep keep the score right and then uh another another time like i had to go chase the ball i was the only one keeping tally they're playing one-on-one so i had to go chase the ball and i came back they're like what's the score and i'm like fuck <laughs> you tell me like i don't i don't know what the score is yeah. and They're like ah oh, you know like fucking zeros we're gonna start at zeros again or they'll say zeros you yeah, know yeah. and i was getting mad because i'm like what the fuck like how am i gonna keep score i've got to chase the ball down and do all this other stuff and when the dude like yada is ah oh, fuck that you don't know how to fucking keep keep score i said hey fuck you you fucking bitch Oh, the B word out there, huh? To the paisa. Yeah. Not to the homie, oh, okay. but to the paisa. I said, shut the fuck up, you fucking bitch. Don't talk to me like that. Because okay. I was getting pumped up, and yeah. he was like, what? And I said, you heard what I say. And you that's an uncommon word in there, huh? Yeah. I was like, you bitch-ass motherfucker, what, who are you yelling at? Yeah. And he just, like, stood. He didn't know what to do. And yeah. he was maybe, like, 28, 29. Okay. he's older I, than you, for sure. Yeah. So he just stood, stood there dumbfounded, like, well, the, this fool's yelling <laughs> at me, calling back. me a bitch on the yard. Yeah. And then next thing you know and, and uh the homies cut that that dude from 18th street loose behind this because i was younger they were supposed to school me down uh-huh. you know what to do what not to do or like take me to the side or do something you know and um the home the homie from 18th street he huddled up with the paisa and he was like hey you know like this fool shouldn't don't let him talk to you like that like basically on his side too yeah to where that baisal called me out and we had to go to the into the cell and handle our business. Yeah. And at that time, like, I didn't know if I had to stab the guy. I didn't know. This was like a couple months. Cause in. That's the
0: thing in there where you do go to the cell and you get to stab each other kind of, huh?
1: Yeah. That, that happens. It's, it's Technically, you're not supposed to fight other homies, but it does happen. Yeah. Like you, you could get away with it. It just depends, like, who you know or whatever or yeah. how how low-key you could keep it. You know what I mean? But I didn't know what to do, so I asked the homie that had the building. I was just like, hey, uh, what do I do? I said, yeah. dude, you have a weapon for me. Like I didn't even know yeah. the dude really. I'm like, hey, this guy called me out right now in, in the yard, and do I have to stab him? Like, I don't have a weapon. You have And you're willing to me? stab him. Yeah, I was yeah. ready to do it. Yeah. And the the homie was like, what? Like, nah, just like, what happened? And I told him what happened. He was like, well, what did he say? Did he say to bring your, get your, your weapon, to you bring your shit? And I said... No And he was like Well just, just go fight him So I was like Alright And I went in the cell And fought him And then when I came back Out to the yard The homies was Pulled me to the side From our area Yeah And they're like What's, What the fuck What's going on What happened And I, I told them What happened mm-hmm. And they're like You don't you do not do that shit You don't act like that and, and you definitely Don't go to the cell And get into it With somebody Without telling us first Like come talk to us Like you yeah. should have Came hit me up And I'm like I didn't know Where you were Yeah I was faced with this situation and that's all I did and they they pretty much were like don't trip, you're cool but they kinda like liked me for it. Yeah. But at the same time they're like slow down, like you're gonna get yourself into a wreck doing yeah. that, you know, like calm down, just like mind your own business and then my I started waking up because I didn't want to get stabbed, you know, for doing stupid shit. So I would just like mind my own business. I, I stopped, you know, just played sports and they would tell me if you can't handle it, don't play.
0: If You're a bad sport pretty much?
1: um i didn't like to lose but i wasn't <laughs> yeah I, I just didn't like how that dude was like i ah, keep the fucking tally and yelling yeah. at me like that i was just i never expected that you know so i just lost it but yeah i I you already know i don't like yeah lose. i I know it <laughs> i mean
0: so you're so you're still in you're in prison you're doing all these years and um so i'm in the streets at this time and you're building a name for yourself bro like like everybody's all oh sleep sleep sleeps a matter of fact um I ran to an amiga one time I was on some date and he was there with his homies and his, this guy taps me on the shoulder and he's like, what's up Rocky? And I look and I go, Oh, like this is a fucking enemy right here. And I think I'm gonna get fucked up from this chick. <laughs> he was like four of his homies. And he goes, nah, you're good, homie. You're good. I go, I'm good. So like, yeah, he's like, Hey homie, you only sleepy. Solid ass motherfucker right there. Really? Yeah. Solid ass motherfucker right there. So I think I didn't get jumped because of who, who you were. That's 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 how I felt, you know. And I'll, I'll say his name later on there. Help. Glad hey, I help. Hey <laughs> man, but I'm saying, um, in the streets you're building a reputation, bro. Like, I mean, obviously you can't say what you did in there, you know. I mean, I'm no, never, never I would even ask you what you did, but people could imagine how your name got raised up. Really, you know, you're you're the man, like in there, and especially in the streets. And people were just waiting, homies were waiting for you to get out. Like, I can't wait for him to get out. Like like you're a jesus coming like resurrect the hood or something like that did you feel a lot of pressure a lot and, and i told you we had these conversations off there but um you know i don't want to get like i said i'm not in detail what things you you did do there like we, we, we all we obviously could imagine what went down in there through your 16 years but i want to fast forward a little bit with uh, i mean you see hum you see homies come and go though too in prison too from you know your friends in and out and you yeah. you school them a little bit when they're in prison kind of as well right um how they always feel when you see the homie from the streets like in your prison was it like oh hell yeah i got a homie in here kind of yeah most definitely like whenever there was one of
1: ours for example it was like mandatory we had to be sellies that was just like if we're on the same yard yeah. somehow we got to get to the same building and then somehow we got to get it to be cellies, yeah. you know because it's rare like you know even just like in the city in general if you have a homie that's from the city in general like you want to be sellies
0: with them, you know, yeah. like it's it's hard to trust people in there. Especially the way you well even in the streets the way you grew up and how you got busted and so on like it's so it's political.
1: A, so it's hard to like, you know, trust anyone. But even still, even though it's the homie, it doesn't mean you could trust them either. You, you know?
0: never put your guard down there ever, no. right? So have you ever had a homie, you know, one of us go in there and you school them and they kind of let you down and like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Big I mean, time Yeah big time kind of like fuck
1: Yeah there, There's a homie That I uh, I think That we both know Who he is Yeah He uh, Yeah he just like He had like this attitude That I mean He was a good guy Don't get me wrong Like I, I You know We had our Our good moments But he just was So hard headed He thought that You know Because he was A little bit older Or because You know He'd been in a riot Or something That he could do Whatever he wanted You know and whenever he came to where I was at when he when I finally met him there was a lot of uh, people that I was real close with that they didn't really like him yeah. they didn't like his style um they didn't like uh just a lot of things like he used to rap like there was like a lot of habits that he had that like a lot of homies back then didn't have those habits and uh so they they were just finding like they would try to find a way to just i think get rid of them eventually that's what they wanted to do so because i liked them when you
0: say get rid of them you mean like roll it up kind of
1: they wanted a reason to get him off the yard gotcha they were just like you know this fool's funny style let's get him off the yard but he wasn't necessarily funny style he just grew up in a in a different era uh-huh. where they you know nowadays like we both know the stuff that happens nowadays would have never happened back yeah. in you know our day when we were younger but yeah everything evolves you know and i I understood that and this guy like i didn't have a problem with them because i knew people that were like this like he used to like uh like to tag a lot in there you know back then like tagging wasn't necessarily frowned upon it was super frowned upon and he would do it openly and so a lot of the older homies that were around they used to be like oh and then because he looked you know really light-skinned stuff or he's just outspoken they would just or he'll pop lock or whatever they used yeah. to think that he was funny for st- stupid things like that yeah. and i would know because these guys were in my circle he so was very
0: hip-hop ish kind of yeah. right <laughs> graffiti break dancing rapping
1: he didn't he didn't care like he. he just had a different style he wasn't yeah. one of those guys that wanted to try to be you know look like a hardcore gang member just yeah. to get likes you know what i mean he he just was himself and um uh, but there was other things that he would do that like when like he could he could fight you know so when he would drink, he didn't really care. Like, he would fucking say things or do things or, you know, like, times he would miss the yard. And for little, every little thing that he did, it was brought out to light. And then they would fuck him up for little stupid shit. But they wouldn't do the same thing for me, for example. Yeah. Or just somebody else. They're or out together. They're, they're just picking on him. Yeah. So, Did yeah. that
0: happen a lot to individuals? Like, you know, they, they got, like, a spotlight on them and they try to just get them out the yard? Sometimes
1: not not all the time but yeah there there's like uh if you're on bad terms with somebody or someone just doesn't like you then yeah
0: all right let's fast forward it um this whole point you're saying you're in prison and you kind of accepted it like you're not you, you you said you wanted to max out and you said like and mentally you you didn't pitch yourself going home ever and that's the only way you get through prison not thinking about home too much yeah right um Take us to the last two, three years of your term, and you're and you finally tell yourself like, "Fuck, I might go home." Like like did that happen?
1: Yeah, and it, it I felt like it mentally got got harder for me as I was getting closer, because like um for the for the beginning half of my time, I felt like I was building up my reputation. You did. Uh, for like for for us you know for myself for like everywhere I was going there was always people that I knew there there was always people that would come from a different prison and they'll say oh you know I ran into one of your homies or other people would be like you know just oh what's up dog I, I knew so-and-so or I just I don't know I always like I started getting a good reputation and to you where were, I felt like I could go anywhere and you're
0: one of the first homies that actually from our hood that did uh, like real real time like i felt like a like a long term so when we first started you know the neighborhood there was probably like under 10 of us in the hood so when you when you're when you're, all these years you're in prison you're you're hurting this guy this guy we're like who the hell is that guy who's this new guy there's still homies that that are in there now yeah that contact
1: me and i've been out for 12 years okay you know trying to be a regular citizen work hard you know what i mean just yeah. trying to flip the script for myself for my son everything yeah. else but there's a homie I was just talking to and he was telling me that same stuff that he's running into people still and they're like, oh, I know your homie, this, this, and that still to this day that he runs into people. And um, he was sending me his regards, his respects from there. Yeah. And he's been in there like almost as long as I have that that I did, you know?
0: It takes you the last year of your term.
1: Well, the last year, like obviously like I was trying to make it to a level three cause I had been on a level four for so long. I wanted like I wanted to speed up my time because yeah. it started dragging. Like it was just like I was, I was just time, so frustrated. At like, that
0: time, were you afraid to catch a, a case in there because you're doing your last year? Like the homies, because you always hear like at least, you know, you hear people saying, "Oh, like don't make it." And this is what people hear, you know, don't make a homie go do something because they want them to stay there forever with them. Is that a yeah. real thing?
1: I think it. Yeah, I think so to a certain extent. Like people will try to test you more if they know that you have something to lose you have a date or something they don't don't have something to lose so for a lot of like for for me i didn't i didn't advertise i was going home there was like a couple people that i was close with that they knew
0: something you don't want to because you kind of like rain on their i didn't
1: want somebody to think i was gonna be weak behind that but i think that they could
0: you know press the issue a little bit too much with me to and at the same time you don't want to throw in somebody's faces doing all day though too as well right
1: yeah okay like people on there they hate on little things like if you go to visit with a pretty girl and a lot of angry
0: people on there bro right yeah
1: if they they don't have shit to look forward to and you have certain things they hate because you you had a chick in
0: there right yeah
1: for the well not for like seven years i didn't but the last maybe four years of my time i did they hop out a lot uh, mentally, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's definitely something to look forward to. Like when you get a visit or something, you yeah. get out, get off the yard for like three hours, four hours, and you get to just go chill with a pretty chick or something. Like it yeah. feels better, yeah, than just being around. A little Jews sunshine on a rainy day,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last year, so we're, we're at the last year, and you're not really telling anybody. A couple of people know you're getting out because you don't want you know people pushing. It. I didn't
1: want to count on it either. I didn't want to count on like going. Home we were thinking then, like and, then to
0: bring a new case on me?
1: So. Okay, yeah, there you go. So you bring up that. So when I had got arrested, there was three attempted murders that they were trying to pin on me as well. Fuck. And um, one of my crime partners, he actually took a deal on those, and I didn't know if they were ever gonna bring it up because we were crimeys. I don't know if they were ever gonna bring it back to me. So I had known a lot of homies in there that they were about to get out, and next thing you know, they got a a new case. They took them back to the county, or they'll you know go to a visit or something with the lawyer and then they'll come back and be like what happened and they'll be like oh they fucking brought up a new case on me i gotta go back to county i was about to get home go home and next thing you know they're doing another five ten years or something Fuck. so i was worried about that anxiety i didn't want to put that what's it called jinx myself yeah I didn't yeah wanna yeah jinx myself so i didn't really believe i was going home until i was like two weeks but as i started getting you know two years one year and i was just like shit like it's actually getting close now how'd that feel like panicky it, kind of a little bit yeah i didn't want to get in trouble i was just you know even more so like trying to mind my business like I was you trying have,
0: to and you still have this reputation to uphold at the same time even in your last year yeah you still had this reputation to uphold But at the same time you don't want to get in trouble either
1: you always want to keep your your reputation intact no yeah. matter what like uh-huh. you could never in my opinion like because you're scared of something not happening change who you are like i i was ready like to be in there all day like i didn't want to count on going home until i was actually going home because you never know like there could be a riot the day i was going home and i would have to jump yeah and i would have jumped like that's just the way it is so i didn't want to like look forward to it and then jinx myself but i definitely was like it was getting closer and I'm like shit this could be happening you know like I definitely want to do it I can't wait to see you know what life's like out there like I was like a little bit afraid of going home yeah like I I I wouldn't say that I didn't believe in myself but I was just a little bit afraid of what's changed like what to expect like how you know would I survive would I even be able to get a job all these different things went through my head but um as I got closer and closer. I just stood to myself more like um I, I was fortunate to have a good homie that was with me and he knew my situation and he, he wanted me to go home so he was just like, you know, like doing everything, you know, for like to keep it off of me. Like if there was any situations like he That's would do cool. it. You know what I mean? Wow. Like like we wanted to make a move together to get something or whatever. Like we would pitch in yeah. or something and he would do it. You know what I mean? Like he wants you to go home. Yeah.
0: Is that uncommon in there?
1: uh yeah it, it is i i was fortunate to have a couple homies that i'm still tight with to this day yeah that actually have came home themselves and at this time um when i was in there yeah they, they they didn't know if they were gonna go home and they were just like you you put in a lot of work and you you've been down a long time and you grew up in this place like if anyone deserves it you deserve it and i actually like you know was always humble i would say when i was in there i just played sports i, I didn't you know, try to get myself too involved in certain things. Like, there's always things that happen when you're in prison, but for the most part, I was always try. I always try to be the best homie that I could be mm-hmm. to everybody. You know, that came in like I'd, you know, offer my doors open to yeah. whoever. You know, I I never try to make enemies when I was in there. I just try to do my own thing. Like maybe one day it would happen for me. Maybe one day I would yeah. I would go home. And then when they finally put me on S time. I was just like damn like i i am going what home. is s time s time is when you're like two weeks three weeks to the to to going home okay they take you out of school or vocation and then um you don't you don't have a job no more you still go to yard, still do all that stuff but you're pretty much like about ready to go so when they put me on s time that's like you know it's it common real. in there yeah. you know it was real then yeah when someone says oh i'm on s time That means they're going home, and they put me on S time, and I'm like, "Fuck! Like I am going home! Like this shit's crazy," but yeah, even still, like the day I was supposed to go home, they didn't call me, and it was like, you know, a couple hours going by, and I was pacing back and forth in the cell, just thinking, like, "Fuck! Like are they playing games with me or what? Like am I am I gonna go or not?" And then finally, they did call me. And i was just like damn and i tried to like walk across the yard and not look at nobody you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, I, yeah. my my stuff and there's a couple of like, and you right, wanted see. to smile
0: like you you probably wanted to smile so i wanted, yeah, but you I, wanted to,
1: I wanted to smile i i would say that you know finally like my whole family and even uh my chick at the time they all came to see me and like like yeah it was an emotional day we'll did you break down much.
0: cry a little bit i did you had to, right? I, I ain't gonna lie yeah i did I mean, yeah. why would you like yeah i was <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was probably, like, the, the happiest day at that time of my life in a long time, like, finally, like, getting released. And even, believe it or not, the guards were, like, they could see the happiness of my family. There was probably, like, 10 people there to pick me up. And um, they were just like, fuck, I made it out, you know?
0: You made it out of um that crazy place, bro, 4 Yard. And now you're on the streets, and you have this reputation. And you're like... A gangbanger role model like people look up to you people that never i remember i was at a, at a junta at a meeting and two homies got down because they said well sleepy said to fuck you up and one homie goes none of you motherfuckers even know sleepy <laughs> like it was just it was a weird meeting but yeah. what i'm saying is your reputation was so big when you got out did you feel obligated like fuck i gotta Do this shit and the shit you have to do is only gonna make you go back to prison. Did you feel like did you feel obligated like you had to do shit for the hood kind of still or did you go straight? I mean, I know the story, but I want people to know what's going on. Well, part of me did and part
1: of me didn't. Like number one, like uh, everything that you said, I already knew. Mm -hmm. So I already knew that I had this reputation. I already knew that you know people looked up to me for you know people that didn't know me wrote me you know time and time again. There was multiple people that would write me. And they would just be like, I'm the little homie, and yada, 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 and, you know, good to meet you, and everything else. And a lot of times, like, I tried, you know, I tried to do a lot of stuff to, I guess, benefit us or, or to mm-hmm. put put in my two cents for the neighborhood. And when I was in there, mainly, like, they would try to do certain things, but for a lot of times, like, I felt like a lot of my voice was just wasted yeah. And a lot, a lot of people were just doing what they wanted to do yeah. anyways. And everybody else was living their life. Everybody else was having families mm-hmm. or, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do. And, like, everything I was trying to do at the time when I was younger, I, I really believed in a certain way. I didn't really. certain code. Yeah, I, I believed in I, I'm not saying that, you know, like, I still think, like, to an extent. You've been in Gangster Paradise
0: kind of. Yeah. The whole thing. But,
1: the whole- but at the same time, I felt like, like, fuck, man, I grew up stay raised you know like i've been in juvenile hall system none of these fools did you Mm -hmm. know like i've been up in all these prisons kept strong like everywhere you go someone's gonna know me yeah so i'm like if anybody deserves to come out and just do my thing you know i had i had like some of the g the most g homies i met in prison Mm -hmm. tell me hey when you get out like older dudes older than my dad yeah that you know like been a all up in the system way longer than me 30 plus yeah and they would say hey dog you know when you get out do your thing don't don't go out there and start politicking and mm-hmm. you're gonna come right back you know what i mean like go out there live your life dog yeah. you 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 earned it you deserve that and so deep down that's what i wanted to do
0: and yeah oh, you was, didn't do it right away though right? not
1: right or, not right away there was like a little bit of pressure like my number one goal when i got that's out what i went pressure to, you feel pressure to yeah. do these things yeah when I got out right away my number one goal was just to get off parole okay. I'm like you know I need to get this fucking lock off of me. yeah That's we went basic. out you
0: had, a, you had an ankle thing on you I remember one too yeah I had, <laughs> I had an
1: ankle monitor for three years yeah I remember high control gang monitor for three years they left scars on my leg from jogging or whatever like I couldn't go nowhere and because I didn't know what that was I didn't go around no homies only like like I said with you you weren't yeah. you know like in the mix doing anything sweet like angel
0: this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: you're a sweet angel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean I, I
1: wanted to have fun.
0: I wanted to have yeah. a good time. I, I just always, didn't I always told you too like Bro, you did. It. I, I I think I didn't think I was like I was told you like, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, you did so much for the hood already. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. And bro, honestly,
1: that I think that's what built our friendship even yeah. more. So is that you're able to tell me things like uh-huh. that that I appreciate it. Is I rather have a homie tell yeah. me stuff like that, like, hey, like live your life, do this, yeah. Than someone to say, hey, sacrifice yourself for me or yeah. for us. Like everybody's their own man, so. Yeah. The way I looked at it is like I was in there. All these dudes, whatever they wanted to do, they're grown ass men. I gave my advice. I mm-hmm. put, you know, my two cents in. They didn't want to run with it. Like, what, is, what am I supposed to do? Carry, yeah. carry them forever, you know? And like, you're
0: putting yourself in some situation without saying you're putting yourself in some situations that you're going to do life, yeah. you know? And um, like I said, like now you're a your own business owner. You, you, you're financially, you're really good. You have financial freedom. You got an amazing, beautiful son. Thank that you're you. very, when I say very involved in his son's life, like, you live for your son right now. And you're probably one of the best dads that I know. Thank and you, growing bro. up, bro, I was always proud to say, like, Sleepy's my homeboy. Like, that's my homie because your reputation. But now I'm even more proud to say Reggie is my fucking friend. Yeah. Because you're more man than ever right now. I appreciate you know? that. Yeah. I appreciate that. So they the same way To about see you, you like switch it around and do things that you've done like a lot of people they can't they can't flip it bro like it's good i get all emotional bro because i know you for a long <sighs> time but you like you did fuck bro like and we left a lot of stuff out because we can't say you know yeah. But like i said bro you don't want anybody nothing bro just yeah. your son
1: yeah, yeah i mean i I'll always love like you know where i come from uh-huh. like I, i'm sure you're the the exact same way like your brother you know, it's like my older homie, he's doing his thing. I, yeah. I'm proud to see my homies do like live a yeah. a good life. I don't want to see one One thing that I, I learned from being in there is because I seen so many snaky stuff. I seen like homies getting homies, you yeah. know, people that are supposed to be your friend. They Plotting to, each other. Plotting on each other and all this like snaky shit. And it, that's, that's one of the things that opened my eyes to wanting to have something normal because yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? I didn't I didn't know that this was like this. When yeah. I was younger, I didn't know it was like this. I thought, like, everybody loved each other. I thought we were all, like, trying to be there for each other, help each other, and then at that's the end of the day,
0: case. that's not the case. And I see so many, like, in, in the streets, at least, when you were busted, so many two-faces and a lot <clears throat> of, like... I think people get confused, and I always say just, like... And, and I know maybe you, you could agree or disagree, but, I mean, we all had the same tat on us, kind of. But with that tat... There's so, supposed to be some loyalty and uh lifetime friendship that comes yeah. with it, but you learn the hard way that that's not the case. At the end of the day, we just got the same tattoo. A lot, a lot of people are
1: motivated by the wrong things, yeah. too. And I feel like the ones that are still there, like you and I, for example, yeah. your heart was was true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my heart was always true. It doesn't mean just because I'm. Living for my son, like I love my son. My yeah. son, my son's like you know the best homie I could ever have. One hundred percent, yeah. I don't want him to be in prison. I don't want him to grow up that way, getting shot at, if, having if, to shoot if, at people. If you seen
0: your son growing up, like you know your son's young still, but if you see him going that route, are you gonna have that talk with him or just? That would be a nightmare to see my son go through that.
1: And even
0: when it comes to
1: homies, like once I started realizing what it meant to be a uh-huh. good homie, because there was times I would pressure all the homies, yeah. you know. Yeah, you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that, you need to put in work. I put in work, this and that. I didn't understand what true friendship meant. Yeah. And um now I wouldn't do that. To someone I care about, you know, like I want them to have their family. I want them to live a good life. I want them to be
0: able to go fishing. Stuff like the simple things in life. That's what that's what like I value more. um, I was golfing yesterday and I'm just like and I I see things like even golfing is just such a blessing just to do things like yeah. people are working but not only that um i get these deers running by oh you. dude i got a text message and um uh, without saying names in the whole story i got a text message from you know one of the homies and it's a news article and a video of one of our, our our friends yeah you know from the hood he got in a shootout you know and he's gonna do life in prison this guy's in his 40s and it's sad because i know and like you said a good heart yeah. you know a, a, a good guy You know, even though people say what they want to say, I I still think he's a good dude. Same. And, um, it's sad because I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't believe the homie's still doing that or he's still in these kind of situations where, you know, he's, cause at at one point he was doing good, had a nice girl, had a good job and he just went, he went that way and it's sad that this guy, as we do this interview right now, um, we went to the gym you know on our own free will and yeah and this guy is never gonna get out of prison he's never gonna get out of prison yeah. and it's sad that he was still going down that rabbit hole and it just like a I, and i looked at myself when i got this text and i go man like i'm golfing right now like with all due respect like i'm golfing right now and this guy is gonna do life in prison i just felt sad for my friend suffering from a wound yeah i mean something yeah and i feel like i felt like like maybe back in the days because what he did do like i'll be like oh hell that's the homie like he don't yeah. give a fuck like you know you know how it is you know yeah. like the like the the homie 13 year olds in, in the prison like yeah. hell yeah you know like um growing up i'm like no i feel bad for you bro i feel sad yeah that, that sad is the me.
1: same exact way bro i kept looking at it i watched it multiple times because you had sent it uh-huh. to me and I was just like, I was working out at the gym and I was just like feeling like bad. There was a couple moments like I was like a little bit emotional because yeah. I'm just like, damn, that's fucked up. He, I could relate a lot to him, you know, with like without saying names. He has yeah, a yeah. child as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I, I start feeling for the kid. And I'm just like, man, like this is, that's the way like the lifestyle is, unfortunately, where a lot of people, they got to go through that suffering. And that's one of the things that like, I felt like I suffered. I want to, you know, experience something else. Is now. there
0: anything right now that you think as far as emotionally or something that you think you need to work on more than something else? Like as far as temper, patience, like something that will lead you to that path again. Is there anything that could lead you to that path again or not really? Oh,
1: you mean to go back? Yeah. The only way that I, I feel that I would ever like one of one of the things is it's hard for me that I need to work on. It's hard for me to not feel pressured. Yeah. under certain situations you know what i mean like if I, feel so like if I feel like somebody's trying to gang bang on me yeah like i go back to that like i start that i just, start feeling like i have to that's your, your bang back yeah you know what I mean. that's your
0: reaction right away though that's, that's all you know
1: that's all i know because yeah. it, it,
0: it flips a trigger i've been out
1: here for 12 years but i've, I've kept myself on purpose uh-huh. away from certain situations so that i'm not faced with these issues so yeah if i'm in that situation i'm faced with these issues it's still something new even yeah. though it's been 12 years i still you know i'm not constantly having to face somebody press up on me yeah, or, yeah. or mad dog me or different things like that so a lot of times i don't go nowhere i just spend time with my son as yeah. you know i go golfing with you or go to the gym yeah. or whatever or, and i work that's the way i done it and then you say a lot of people haven't done it and it's because they they go back to the same same thing. surroundings, They're going back to the same surroundings, putting themselves in the same situations, and certain people in like, the same bad habits. If drugs. That's the way you are. That's yeah. the way you are. Like they say, that you you go from a child to an adult, and you're pretty much the same. You learn different things, but that that's something I definitely want to work on. I
0: don't I don't want to, you know. I think our, our this whole thing where can we agree that um you don't recommend gangbanging to anybody. Is that Something you could I say, think,
1: I think uh for somebody that's not involved in it, like you know once you're involved yes. and and you're like put onto to that situation, you make a and a you make a choice, then obviously that like, you gotta live with the choices you make, but if it's avoidable if you're young and you know especially if the the father's a a gang member or that's hard, you know what I mean it's I think that the best thing to teach your kids is to not go that way like to to do something more productive like sports like try to be businessman, You know what I mean? Like, if I could go back in time, I, I wish I would have been a businessman. I, I don't yeah. wish I was a gang member. You know what I mean? Like, I love my homies. Like, you could you could always have friendships with people that'll last for a lifetime. You don't need to be in a gang yeah, to do that. And th- there's no point in doing certain things. Like, shooting at people. Like, most of the people that we were shooting at looked exactly like us. Mm-hmm. They looked like us. Their, their parents were just like our parents. Everything. Like, everything same was city. the same. So it was yeah. like, there was really no point to shooting at this guy except for he claimed a different hood than we claimed
0: so it wasn't even personal it wasn't personal not that crazy about gang banging? like you're willing and uh you know wanting to shoot and kill somebody that you never met that never done anything really personal to you like maybe generation his uncle killed like somebody like that yeah. but as far as personal it just we really think about it, it's like it's pretty crazy like and, and i always say it's crazy that um it is a lifetime, even though my life is different. Like, I got banged on um, two days ago. I'll be my chick and I got ran up on, you know? Still say the hood. You know, made everything, oh, like, and I told my chick, I'm, I'm always going to say my hood. Yeah. That's a smando. That's the way it is, what it is. But it's. Every it approach is different. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not like. I'll go after energy. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be a punk about it. Yeah, like, sure. you, like, you want to react and we can. Re- you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But as far as that, like, it's something. It is a lifetime commitment that's something you agreed on as a little kid yeah and i said like i said on a podcast before like i know skaters when we were little kids i knew um just different hobby band people different hobbies when little kids are like a rebel a raver back in the days they committed that when they're a little 15 in high school but they're not committed their whole life because that was our hobby in high school, in junior high. Like for us, our hobby was gangbanging. And that's something like, fuck, like, how come that Ravers doesn't have to dance anymore? But I still got to <laughs> gangbang. Ain't that, that trippy though? Yeah. It's just a different like. Well, most, most of them
1: are on the inside too. You're taught when you're in there like gangbanging, you don't gangbang in prison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because the dude's from your enemy's hood, you're not going to gangbang on them. Like a yeah. lot of, a lot of these dudes. And that's another thing that shifted for me is a lot of guys are kicking it in here that they would shoot at each other. There was yeah. dudes I knew in there that they actually shot at each other and they would kick it on the yard. And I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like, if they're not doing it in here, why am I going to take the lessons I learned in here? I never and understood Go that. to the streets and then start gangbanging again. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like, I was actually taught that was funny style. Yeah. If you're going to go from prison and you get out and you start gangbanging on people, like, you're a funny style cat
0: i never thought about it like that though yeah right? like
1: you ain't doing it in here if that's who you are do it in here
0: but you're not right? yeah you can't really do it in there though anyways so, huh?
1: i mean you can there's there's oh. ways to do it but i'm just it's not something that's practiced uh, you can't openly do it but you can find a reason to not like somebody in there right. make something personal
0: if you guys want to have your one-on-one conversation with reggie sleepy um are you booking for tattoos anytime soon or not right now
1: um I I will take appointments I just I can't really say when cuz yeah. I'm always busy I have a different job I'm always working and when yeah. I get off I'm so tired I just want to relax and chill yeah. with my son but I'll make an exception it has to be worth it it has to be worth my time Exactly so either half or yeah. full day session yeah. only
0: So hit him up in the DMs obviously we're going to tag him and um, if you want to get a taddy have this conversation or you know whatever you want um, a nice tattoo Fuck For a good price Um, Hit up Reggie I'll tag him on Instagram Follow him Reg Thanks for coming on I've been wanting to hear Your story on the podcast Um, you, I didn't know All those fine details Like everything was Like man I thought it was a movie I was, I was right now dude Um, But once again bro I'm proud of you I'm glad you're doing good Like I said You're not You don't owe any But you owe yourself You owe yourself freedom bro You owe yourself happiness You owe yourself a good family Find a good wife Like you Like you did you did enough, bro. Matter of fact, you did too much.
1: Well, I'm proud of you too, bro. You've Thank come you. far, like from knowing you. Yeah, you know, since we were kids to yeah. now and, and to be able to provide this platform yeah. to me and to a bunch of other people that I've heard you on Street Scholars to this is
0: like yeah. it's cool, bro. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Thank bro. you, bro. Appreciate you. And with that being said, we are out.